once a year we try to step back, several of us here at the institution, step back, look at the students, look at the student population, what are their needs, what have been the struggles over the last year, what can we do def differently to better accommodate their situations. Welcome to Focus, a podcast dedicated to the business of higher education. I'm your host, Heather Richmond, and we will be exploring the challenges and opportunities facing today's higher learning institutions. This episode, I'll be talking with Denise Jelena from Columbia College about how the flexibility of payment plans has helped them better serve their wide variety of students. Thank you, Denise, for being our guest today to talk about maximizing payment plans. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, and I appreciate the invitation. Well, I know with such a diverse student body, having flexibility with payment plans is really essential for you. Tell us about your student body and all the locations of your students. Columbia College offers a day program for what you would call your basic traditional students. We also offer a program for non-traditional students, for adult students looking to come back and complete their education. Currently, Columbia College has approximately 30 locations across the United States, along with a day program here located in Columbia, Missouri, an evening campus, and we also offer courses online. We have approximately just over 17,000 students in our programs, and 37% of those students are military. And I know you actually have some students in a very unique location, too, don't you? Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Guantanamo Bay, and we've also been authorized to teach courses on a submarine for the U.S. Navy. The submarine. That's amazing. <laughs> you really have classes everywhere, don't you? We do. We really do. We try to reach out and get education to anyone who, who would like to have that opportunity. Well, then with all of those students, you certainly don't have a one-size-fits-all plan then, do you? No, we don't. We have a very unique student population versus our day and non-traditional students that we need to meet their needs. We also offer at times exception plans given for unique situations such as government furloughs or late payments by federal government programs. We have approximately 1,200 students in our day program and 17,000 in our CCG campus with approximately 37% being military, and we have to accommodate each one of those situations. So let's start with those day students, or what a lot of schools would refer to as traditional students. What kind of plans do you have for them? We offer them, we offer about five to seven plans each semester for the day students. We offer a four-installment plan. We offer a plan for those receiving financial aid, tuition assistance, either it be you know, through voc rehab or, or military assistance. We also, for our new international students, offer a plan to help assist them as they get accommodated to the, to the United States and the payment process we have here at Columbia College. And so I also know your non-traditional students, they even have non-traditional terms that you have to account for, right? That's correct. In a traditional 16-week session, we offer two eight-week sessions. This gives our student population the opportunity to continue their education year-round without long breaks and, and complete their degrees faster. We offer six sessions for these students throughout the year. And of course, with that, we have to accommodate their unique situation too. A lot of these students are working adults. They have unique situations. They're getting assistance from employers, voc rehab benefits. They could be fully funded or in the military, and we need to accommodate what they have occurring in their lives. Well, and I know you really understand the needs of your non-traditional students, don't you? I do. I was a, stu a non-traditional student myself here at Columbia College, and that gave me the benefit of utilizing the payment plans from the student-facing side before coming in on the administrative side and managing the plans. So it sounds like a big goal is to provide the right options to help keep students out of debt, right? 
It really is. It's a major goal here at Columbia College. Not everyone wants to take out student loans to pay off for education as they attend. And the payment plans give us the flexibility for some students, given their situation, to not have to do that with installment payments throughout the semester. Right. I can really see how this is so beneficial, especially with today's installment mentality. You know, we all pay subscriptions anymore for TV and movies and apps. So, you know, really paying tuition via this subscription plan just kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It does. It keeps students in the same mindset that they're used to in their everyday lives, and it also teaches them financial responsibility, setting those financial goals, meeting those goals, and having their education paid off in a timely fashion so they can continue their education. Now, I want to talk specifically about your military students, as first off, you have such a large percentage, and there are several types of plans that really depend on how your military students are taking advantage of their benefits. Let's talk about that. Yes. At Columbia College, approximately 37% of our students are either current, active duty, or former military. These segment of the student population really do have a specific needs that need met. They Many are using their military tuition assistance or GI benefit plan. We have to accommodate both these situations and accommodate the government mandates that get pushed out at a moment's notice. The payment plans with Tetris have given us the flexibility that we can allow these students to enroll in classes, continue enrolled as they await for the funds from the government. We've had to look at each one of these student populations very carefully to make sure we're meeting their needs and not putting them in a financial situation that they're unable to meet. Luckily, with the TouchNet payment plans, we also can accommodate when the government has furloughs or delays payments to us, and that's greatly appreciated by these students that we can feasibly just move them to a new plan if there seems to be a setback on the government side. Yeah, that's great. And you, you just mentioned, too, that there were some new regulations that came in August. Can you expand a little bit on what those regulations were and, and how you're accommodating those? The new government mandate requires that all education centers give students 90 days from the start of the semester to have the federal funds come in. With TouchNet payment plans, we're given the flexibility to meet this requirement to delay their payment, but because they are in a payment plan, we're able to allow them to continue to enroll in courses as we await for funding. Yeah, and then do you only offer those plans to certain students? Do you do eligibility codes for that? We do. All of our students are required to have an eligibility code. The eligibility code can drive drives the students' payment plans on the way we have them set up. This is a great way to keep students in proper plans without them veering off into a plan they should have never been entered into. Oh, that's a good way to, again, only show them what they are eligible to be in a plan for, right? Yeah, and I know also with the military, you had mentioned there's some challenges or have been challenges in the past with Chapter 30 and 35. Can you talk a little bit more about that? There have been um, government furloughs, um, budget delays have caused students a little few headaches in the past. And the good, great thing about TouchNet is when these things happen, we can quickly roll students over to a new plan. They keep, if they've scheduled payments, the scheduled payments are kept, and they can be put into a new plan while we wait for the government to work out whatever situation might be occurring on their side. Wow. So you really have to ensure flexibility with all your payment plans to accommodate this diverse student body. So do you ever just batch and roll a group and say you're automatically on a plan? We used to batch and roll, but we're stepping away from that to help teach our students financial responsibility. We're now requesting that they enroll themselves into a payment plan. Of course, the batch enrollment is always helpful if there's something going on outside of your control and you need to get everyone in a payment plan. But for the most part, 
we want to educate our students in the classroom and we want to educate them outside of the classroom as well. And that having them enroll themselves is the best way to educate them on their financial responsibility. Yeah, that really makes a lot of sense because when they get out of college, they're going to still have to pay bills and pay them on time, right? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah, and I know that you also you require students during registration to either pay in full or get on a plan. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Students who are not paying up full at the time of registration are required to be in a payment plan, but this is for their own benefit so they understand the financial responsibility that they're going to have throughout the semester. Okay. And then do you send them a notification to say, hey, you better get on a plan or you're going to get unenrolled? We do reach out to students and notify them that they need to put themselves in a plan so they don't lose spot in courses. Okay. And can you talk a little bit more then about your DREG program? Our DREG program runs for students who, once they register, they get 24 hours to put themselves inside of a payment plan. And after that time, they risk being deregistered for courses. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. So I know sometimes that being this flexible and accommodating all these different kinds of plans, you really have to step back and reevaluate the plans that you offer. And you did that recently. Tell us about that. About once a year, we try to step back, several of us here at the institution, step back, look at the students, look at the student population, what are their needs, what have been the struggles over the last year, what can we do differently to better accommodate their situations. It's just kind of a round table. We all shoot, kind of shoot out ideas, then discuss what's, you know, really feasible for our institution to do. And then if we need to, we revamp payment plans accordingly. Yeah, I know one of the areas you looked at was really the due dates and aligning those dates. Talk about how you had those uh, dates set up. Columbia College has a one-stop shop called our Enrollment Service Center. And an effort for students and staff to be able to under, you know, manage all these different plans and all these due dates, we found that a best practice is to try to align the due dates as much as possible so there's not several variant due dates floating out there just that would cause confusion for staff or students or cause for someone to be informed incorrectly. We always do our best to make sure that our students always have the correct information. And the payment plans give us that option because we can have them align across the different populations. Okay. And so how many payment plans right now do you have? We have approximately 16 to 17 plans a semester. That includes our day and non-traditional program. That way we can accommodate all the variant situations we have occurring. Great. So sounds like since you have a lot of plans up and running, you know payment plans pretty well. Can you give us any other best practices? Yes, I'd really like to encourage people if they're going to be utilizing the payment plans, make sure that you're driving it off eligibility codes to keep people within the proper plan. Additionally, my other recommendation would be to lock in your recalculation for your students. You don't want a student the day before a payment's due to have a balance increase of like $1,000. So you really need to look at what's feasible for locking in a student rate before each payment comes in. And how many different plans are you offering right now? For the upcoming spring semester, between the day and the evening program, we're offering approximately 16 to 17 payment plans to accommodate student need. Right. I know that's really important to you and, and kind of goes back to the not having a one-size-fits-all type of payment plan that you don't have to just have one payment plan, but you can really have different plans for your unique situations of students. So talk a little bit more about that. At Columbia College, we understand that life happens, and we have to be able to accommodate life happening for our student body. 
the payment plans need to be able to meet the needs of each way a student is paying on their student account via out-of-pocket, tuition assistance, loans, grants. We have to be able to accommodate that. When you dive deep into the student's needs, it seems really high when I say 16 to 17 plans for across both traditional and non-traditional. It really isn't a lot when you think about all the different accommodations you're meeting because we have to be able to meet scholarships, grants, assistance, you know, fully funded tuition assistance from a corporate sponsor. There's just so many different needs to meet. Oh, absolutely. And again, it kind of really goes back to understanding the student. And I believe that your unique perspective is what really helps with that, right? I think it really does. I've been in the in the situation a lot of these students have been in, which gives me kind of a backside of what is occurring on their student account or what's happening in their life. Where could this be an issue on the backside of it? And I actually consider myself really lucky that I went the non-traditional route. That way I can help the largest segment of our student population and get them into the plans that they're needing. I think that's, I think that's really great. Well, thank you, Denise, for all your insights on payment plans today. No problem. Um, thank you to the TouchNet team. You know, when I came into this, when you first get into payment plans, it can be a bit overwhelming. I appreciate your team's help and guidance as I was setting up payment, learning the payment plan process here at Columbia College. They've been instrumental in helping me understand the full functionality of the payment plans. Well, I think today you really showed how to maximize the power of payment plans for both students and staff. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Focus. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the business of higher education. For more information, check us out at touchnet.com.